You are now listening to a 302 Birds podcast experience. Proudly powered by TickPick, Cuffet, El Diablo Burritos, Nick's Pizza, and Klondike Cates on the heart of Main Street. What is cracking with it, boys and girls? I apologize for being late on you guys. Seven minutes. Seven minutes that we could have had longer with you guys, which I apologize for. But hey, we're here. We got a stack. I mean a stack show for you guys tonight with a bunch of recurring guests. We got a million follower man in the house tonight. I don't think anybody on the podcast is aware of that yet, but I do want to invite our call into the show, a brief introduction. You guys know everybody else over here on the show. Nobody new here for you, but a new guest tonight. I do want to welcome Timbo Slice of Life, our weekly call in on the show. The million follower man on TikTok. How are you, man? I'm good. How are you guys? Hey, we're good. Uh, I know Jack is a big fan of your content. Love your so videos. Long. So you love long. your videos. I love his videos. There we go. That's what I, I like to hear. Them, and it makes me so happy to see him. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Oh, um, so yeah, Jack. I'll I'll go ahead and hit your intro, and then I'll kick it to you. What do I want when I'm in the state of Delaware? Of course, El Diablo burritos. Customer service always is serving your food with a smile on their face, asking how your day is. The food is phenomenal as well. Their burritos are out of this world, one of the best burritos in town. Their queso is phenomenal. Their burrito bowls are amazing as well. When you're in and around Delaware, stop by your local El Diablo burritos and tell them that 302 Birds sent you. God bless you, Bird. Thank you to El Diablo burritos for sponsoring that this segment. So, Tim, um, you've listened to our show a couple times. So, all I want you to know, bring to this episode is what Philly sports do you want to – any questions do you have to ask? Yeah, so, obviously, big Eagles fan. Don't mind the Michigan stuff behind me. Not a Michigan fan. All Philly sports guy. But um, I guess the big thing for me, and I think a lot of Eagles fans are kind of in the same boat. Obviously, Jalen Hurts has been playing well these past two weeks. But the knee, what do you guys think is up with the knee? Uh, is it just a simple bone bruise or is it something a little bit more that the Eagles aren't letting us know about? Yeah, so um, it's kind of concerning for sure um, because I'm not sure if you guys have seen. I noticed it a lot more in the Commanders game. Every time he came off the field, he was hobbling. Um, it is huge. This is a big game coming up against the Cowboys. Um, so if we can get him to play, you know, hunt. Four quarters, that'd be awesome. Get that W, and then we can rest for a whole week and hopefully come back a little stronger. Um, but, I mean, it doesn't seem, and correct me if I'm wrong, to me that it's affecting his play at all. That's yeah, all I, I, uh, I, I was actually just talking to someone about this. We Last week, we got to see Jalen Hurts, the pocket passer, because of his knee. And it did not disappoint. We're going to touch on it a lot later when we're talking about, you know, kind of our takeaways from the commander's game. But I think what does concern me is he clearly is affected when he's trying to scramble or run out of the pocket. I mean, he only had one rush last week um, and that was scrambling to get out of bounds. He barely did. Um, You know, what makes him such a dangerous player is, you know, he's a dual threat. And if that is taken away because he's not mobile, I mean, we're really hoping that we're going to be able to, you know, rely on his arm and, um, you know, do all that. So it's going to be interesting to see how he's feeling against the Cowboys. Um, 
there was a press conference today with him. And when he was leaving the press conference, one of the reporters asked him about his knee for like the thousandth time during the press conference. And he just like looked at him and laughed and walked away. So like, I don't know if he's truly, you know, affected by his injury, but clearly, I mean, when he's running, you can see it. Um, so it's just going to be, you know, what Jalen Hurts are we going to get on Sunday? Is it going to be the dual threat or is it going to be the pocket passer? And hopefully the pocket passer can perform as well as he did last week. Matt, I think you nailed it right on the head. I think he definitely looked limited running out of the pocket. One of the things I noticed on that one rush, he kind of looked – I got tinglings of uh, McNabb where McNabb, like, could move, but, like, he wasn't – he wasn't, like, what the modern-day, like, like Mike Vick style, like mobile quarterback is. And it's like he he was kind of gingerly like running towards the sidelines and got you ten yards, but that's about it. Um, he he looked phenomenal. At, at just when he had to just focus on staying in the pocket, phenomenal. But the knee's an issue. Like going forward, like he's at his best when he has that threat of both pass and run because it keeps defenses honest like a lot of times they have to drop one person from coverage so then they have to who who put out a spy on Jalen then it also keeps them honest in the sense of they can't just go set they can't sell a house on just going run defense and I think you've seen it the last few weeks whose name haven't we really called well well that's uh uh, Swifts. We haven't heard Swift's name called for a 200-yard game, maybe a 125-yard game. We're seeing more 60-yard games now all of a sudden. Why is that? Well, you have Opeta in there. That hurts compared to Jam Cam Jurgens. Um, and then you also don't have that threat of possibly a Jalen Hurts running with it or passing it or handing it off. You don't have that triple threat anymore. So I think that hurts knee injury affects a lot of things in this offense and doesn't make it as dynamic. Josh. Oh, I think, I think it's just a bone bruise. I think if it was anything worse, I'd have to put it on the injury report, right? Like that's like an NFL policy. So yes. I think that's, I think that's a good sign for us. Like that it's not on the injury report. Uh, I mean, he's definitely hobbling though, so I don't know. I think I think Jalen Hurts is the type of guy who can play through pain. You don't want him to play through an injury and make it worse. But if it's like a bruise that can't get worse, it just hurts like a bitch. Like I think he he'll be fine. Like he's he's a dog. Like he he's got it. Obviously, like the one time in Sunday's game when he had to run, like he ran and got the first down. So it will be fine. Just. Comes with the territory. We're calling less quarterback runs anyway, like even as it was. So, I mean, from a QB's experience too, Tim, like from your perspective, I know what they basically said is we obviously all know how mobile of a quarterback Jalen Hurts is and how awesome that is. But from like a quarterback's perspective, how much does that limit you in the pocket too if it's uh, your back leg? Because it's basically, um, I know, uh, Shout out to Legal Hands to the Face once again. They said it's a mediocollateral ligament injury. In layman's term, basically, it's when your knee overstretches and like pops out. It's basically the pain that he's dealing with. So he kind of like overstretched it in the back here, is kind of my simplest way. Sorry for those on Spotify who couldn't see my terrible visual with my arm. 
But like Tim, from your perspective, like playing quarterback, because um, we don't have any quarterbacks here. Um, but what was that like, like from your perspective? Yeah, I mean, um, thankfully, I never had any sort of bone bruise injury like that. Um, but I mean, he's been playing well. Um, but with that sort of injury, you know, with the weight transfer, um, especially when you're trying to, you know, throw your deeper routes um, that require more of a weight transfer from your back foot over to your front foot, um, it's got to hurt. And it's definitely, I would assume it's taken a toll. Um, but a guy like Jalen Hurts, I'm sure, you know, he, he can deal with it. The guy, you know, squats over 600 pounds, like, and he's got the best, well, one of the best uh, training staffs in uh, in the NFL. So I'm sure they're taking extra precaution with it. But um, just from just a standard quarterback play, he's feeling it. No doubt about it. Sean, you want to say anything before we move on? Yeah, so um, I heard that it was uh, an MCL sprain, uh, believe it or not. So I don't know if, how true that is, but if it is, I think he will just get the quarter zone shot and it will numb some of the pain. But going forward, uh, it definitely will – I want to, I don't want it to affect it uh, too bad, like him too bad, because going forward you have this big stretch of games where you need to win these. And if you uh, overdo it and you're out, then um, it's going to hurt the Eagles bad. So I don't want him to overdo it, and um, we'll see what happens. But obviously it's not too serious to him but hopefully not to the streaming staff. Yeah, Tim, you got anything else to bring on before we get you out? Uh, that's all I got. Go Birds. Big week. It's a it's big, big week. Big, big week. Big week. in the division. We'll see all these fake Cowboys fans come to Philly and acting like they're Cowboys fans. So, fucked out, right? The Lakers fans of the NBA, baby, or the yeah. NFL. Yes, sir. And the Yankees fans. All right, Tim, appreciate you coming on the show. Okay, yeah, I was out. I didn't know if you left. It's all good. Hey, appreciate him for jumping on with us. I know he had, his time was limited tonight. Don't worry. That won't be his last time coming on the show. We'll get him to come back on. Um, but, hey, moving on to the Flyers real quick. I know we don't talk about them a lot, but we actually have a former junior flyer in the house tonight with a little bit of an expertise um, on the subject. So I guess I will hit that limited time special for you, the Flyers intro. Not brought to you by TickPick tonight. We still love them. Shout out to TickPick. But actually brought to you by Nick's Pizza tonight. If you guys didn't know, I just want to say shout out real quick. They just opened up their new first location in Delaware. If you haven't, try to make it out there this week. Go get a cheesesteak. Go get a nice pizza. Go give them a try. A nice local spot. But hey, now let's hit that. He shoots. He scores. Time for Slap Shots with Zep. Flyers talk from 302 Birds. What up? What up, YouTube? <laughs> <laughs> um, they suck. <laughs> yeah. The, okay. The Flyers were never going to be good, and that's okay. Like, the Flyers are literally so bad they don't have a captain. They have a bunch of, like, alternate captains. That's just, like, a sign, like, your team's, like, butt cheeks. But they're young. Like, this is exactly what we expected. Towards the coach, like, he gets the best out of his guys. He pushes them hard. So, of course, they're going to come out to the season like hot. Like, they got a lot of pent-up energy from the preseason because they hate each other. They're fighting in the locker room, you know. Like, the coach is pushing them hard. They're not, they're not 
a good team. Like they're not going to make the playoffs this year. That's okay. They just need to like make a difference and show some improvement. You know what I mean? Like it's not. This isn't like the Eagles in twenty um, twenty one when like Nick Sirianni was like a first year head coach and stuff, but the roster was still kind of decent with like Sanders and Hurts and stuff. This is a ass team right now, but the roster's young. So we just need to see improvement. Like seeing improvement is a successful season, I will say. They're down three two right now with like five minutes left in the third period, if anybody was wondering. Yeah. So Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Josh, okay. is this is this a team is this a team that you're surprised that they started out four and four? I mean, do you think four and four is a good record right now? I think it's a good record. I'm not surprised that by it because like I said, like Torts like gets the best out of his players because he's such a dickhead to him. So I'm sure they had a lot of pent-up energy coming into the season. But when they like when they were four and one, it was kind of like, yeah, this isn't <laughs> like we cannot keep this rolling. So yeah. it is what it is. They're fine. Yeah. I mean, no, nobody expected them to make the playoffs this year. Yeah, no, they suck. And we said they're going to start hot and they're going to fold in, in midseason. Mm-hmm. So that's happening right now. Um, it's but not midseason, it, though, Jack. It's, it's... I, but I'm saying begin the season. They're going to have a three-game winning streak, and they're going to fucking fold like they usually do. Um, so, Josh, is it is it truth that Thanksgiving, if you're not in the playoffs, you're kind of, your season's kind of done by Thanksgiving? No, no, absolutely not. That's completely fake. Hockey, much like the NBA, it really doesn't matter to, like, mid-January early early February like I used to say like to me the NBA doesn't start yeah the NBA doesn't start till after the all-star break right like nobody actually cares hockey really doesn't start until the winter classic which is January 1st but then like it really really doesn't start until like mid to late January like the 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 Flyers literally had a season where they won 13 games in a row from December to January and then they missed the playoffs. And then the next season, they lost 13 games in a row from December to January. And they made the playoffs that year. So, like, that January time frame is really when you start to figure out what a team is. What's the deal nope. with, the, with, with the goalie situation? Because I feel like in recent years, we've had Carter Hart being our main guy, but I feel like this season so yeah. far, they're kind of cycling through a lot of goalies, and I'm just like, I'm, I'm wondering if that's really the best way to go about it. Well, I trust Danny Breer as a GM, and I think he just wants to see what he's got. Um, I will say this, Tort does not give a damn what <laughs> your what his players are being paid. He will not pay the highest paid player. Like he will play whoever he thinks is going to get him a dub that night. Whoever's going to like basically give him the best effort. So whether it's like a tryout to see if Carter Hart's like the boy from here on out or what, like, I don't know, but I would say this is a young team with a young roster and all bets are off. I would not be surprised if anything happens. So never bet money line on the flyers this season. Correct. Okay. Dear God, dear God, no. <laughs> no. Uh, no. So Torts, Torts is going to be gone either at the end of this season or at the end of next season. But, like, we know that already. He knows. It. He's just the middleman until some of our younger guys get some experience. And then he's gone and we can get a coach. We can get a coach who actually strategy. But he's exactly what we need right now. They need you to be the coach, Josh. Huh? They need you to be the coach. 
so hockey coaches, no, uh, no, I wouldn't want to be a hockey coach. Hockey yeah, coaches with his hair slicked back, coming in, smelling like alcohol at the rink. Oh, I would look the part and I would play the part, but like, I don't know. It's not that fun. Like you just like come up with lineups and then like you're the thing about NHL coaches is they don't do much like day of the games. So to me, that's kind of boring. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. I think the only coach that actually does anything are like football coaches, like MLB coaches don't do shit. NBA coaches really don't do anything. Oh, they have a they have a whiteboard and they they put some X's and O's on there. <laughs> hey, this is where you go. Hey, this is where you go. That's where you go. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, well, that was a great transition there, Maddie. Unless Josh, anything else about the Flyers? Uh, don't trade Travis Konecki, please. I don't care if he playing bad. I just I love that man. That's it. I see a tear you. rolling out of your rolling out of your eye. Yeah. It's, hey, it's uh, James Harden getting the fucking out of Philly. Let's flyer. go. Speaking of trades, let's go. And fellas. welcome back to the show too. Joining us there for the segment, is. the betting expert himself. How we doing, fellas? Decker Locks in the building. Yeah, dude, I'm just happy I can actually watch Philadelphia Sixers basketball again. They were dead to me all summer. I didn't even think about them. It was all about the Phillies and the Eagles. But we're, we've got a we've got a squad, fellas. I'm not saying we're good enough to win it all, but we we can actually watch Sixers basketball regular season and get excited. And we've got assets now. Uh, I give Maury a lot of credit. Um, yeah, he did make some bonehead moves, but for getting two first round picks for Harden with his value, that dude has been on four teams in four years. He's a drama queen. And we got, yeah, I'm telling you guys now, do not expect a lot out of Morris, Covington, and Matum, but they're solid wings. And <clears throat> last season, we were the most unathletic team in the NBA. I love Bang Bang Niang, but that dude is out of shape and slow, and he loves to drink beer in Seattle. My cousins have partied with him before. He's a big partier, and he loves to – yeah, well, Niang's gone, great guy, but now we actually got athletic forwards, wings. If you guys watch Nick Nurse at all on the Raptors against Embiid, he was the biggest pay, He was the biggest villain of all time, but Nurse would swarm Embiid with a bunch of wings. So now we have those athletic wings, and we can – Use that against like Giannis, Jokic, whoever we're gonna play, and Tyrese Maxey. That dude, thank God, Maury didn't trade him for like Lillard or anything. Our old, our old front office would have definitely traded him in a heartbeat for like a star. But Maxey is legit, fellas. I got him at Decker Locks. I got him in a parlay. Him and her. I'm not gonna talk about money right now. It, certain amounts because my family's on my ass. But one percent of my bank account. That's it. <laughs> Um, Maxi, <laughs> I have a parlay right now. Maxi and Hertz at uh, so Hertz to win MVP, we need to keep winning, and Maxi to win most improved player in that parlay. I got Maxi most improved player at plus 1500, 15 to one. He is now plus 200 after the James Harden trade. So, Maxi is that dude, he's balling out. Nick Nurse got him playing. Doc Rivers was a fake coach. He's just a motivational speaker. And Nick Nurse <laughs> is a legit actual coach that makes adjustments and is a smart basketball dude. And he isn't in the NBA because he won one ring in 2008 with the most loaded team of all time that any of us could have won with. 
So, so yeah. So, so, so Decker, let, let me ask you this, okay? And yes, sir. I've, I've, uh, I've been the, uh, I guess the, uh, the dark cloud in on this podcast about trading Joel Embiid. Do you oh, think, do you I would think said yes in the off season? But all right, here, ask me the question first. No, I'm saying, you know, come trade deadline, do we get rid of Joel Embiid? Absolutely not. Um, do I think the right basketball move would have been in the offseason to have sold him? Probably yes, and take advantage of his value. But, fellas, do you see who our owners are? Josh Harris, what does that dude want? Money. He's going to keep, he's never, he's not going to rebuild with the new stadium coming in. He wants to keep selling season tickets for years. So he's going to, our team for the next, however long Embiid stays healthy. Hopefully, five plus is going to be Maxi and Embiid. As a basketball standpoint, do I think we probably should trade Embiid? Yes, but now we actually have legit assets and cap space to surround Embiid and Maxi. We have to keep those two together and not build a super team because look at the Nuggets, right? Jokic and Murray, that can be Embiid and Maxi, and we just have to surround them with the right role players and wings. We don't need that other, like, my a good trade that rumor right now is at the deadline. We now have assets. Zach Levine. We don't necessarily need him. He's making like fifty million, and he would take away a lot of the touches from Maxi. But another interesting name is Uji Ananobi on the Raptors. Nick Nurse has he's a free agent this season at uh, upcoming season, and Nick Nurse obviously has chemistry with him. And I think right now we have we're set. We're not like set set, but we we've got a lot of options. We can go into the off season. We, as of right now, we have the second most cap space in the NBA. And now we have some trade assets with the Harden trade, but the only problem is the free agents are kind of shitty. So I think um, the best plan would be to go at the deadline, get somebody like an OG Ananobi. One of the, there's always going to be somebody available. One of those type of wing players to compliment and meet and maxi. And then in the off season, we'll give maxi his max. And then we can extend whoever we trade for. And the bet, one of the most underrated parts about the trade that God hardens out of town. Screw that dude. He's cancer. Agreed. We got PJ Tucker's ca- contract. Also that dude awful. And, all the guys we got, they're expiring deals. So literally under contract next offseason, I think it's just Embiid, Springer, and B-Ball Paul, who's like non-guaranteed $7 million. So we actually have a future to look forward to. Do I think as of right now, are we good enough to beat the Bucks or Celtics? Probably not, but you don't know with Nick Nurse. The thing about the Sixers is we can get the game sevens. We're just 0-3 in them, but now we have a – actual head coach not a brett brown or a doc rivers a fake head coach i love the fact that after this trade we're going to see kelly Oubre in the starting five i can't oh, remember i can't remember the last time it's been probably three or three years um since we've had a starting five where all five players can score the ball pj tucker cool. was pj tucker was literally the biggest waste of space on the floor the only reason we liked him was because he had good somewhat good defense um i just think he was old and kind of washed and you know we paid him way too much money and we felt the need to play him because we paid way too much money for him well Um, uh, let me rephrase that doc rivers felt the need to pay him to play him too much he played 40 minutes a game in the playoffs and when he was on the milwaukee bucks and won a championship he played 20 minutes a game but we also didn't really have that wing depth last year 
And then Hoss, contra- contrary to your point, Kelly Oubre in the starting lineup, right? Do you want to mess that up right now with what he has going off the bench where he's a bucket getter, where he's a potential – Do you, Hoss? Yeah, you want to mess that up? <laughs> he's a fucking bucket getter, man. He could be a sixth man of the year candidate. I mean, he's balling out, and he he's a very good-looking dude. So <laughs> I, I – no, no, I really did like Oubre – coming off the bench because we haven't had a bench player in a very long time that could come off and score 25 points a game. So, I mean, I think there's different ways to look at it, but I think having five players that can score 15 plus points a game is going to be really beneficial for us. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think at the trade deadline, I think you're right. We're not going to go get another star. I think we're very comfortable with our starting five. I don't know with Maury, though. That dude's crazy. He's I think stars. I think right yeah. now the way the team is built is we need to we need to solidify our bench. We need to get that knockdown corner three guy that PJ Tucker was supposed to be. Um, we haven't yeah. had someone like that since JJ Redick. So it's like we yeah. need to find someone that can spread the floor like that. And Maxie's turning into that person. I'm telling you, you guys, watch out for this KJ Martin dude. He's very underrated. I'm not saying he's going to be a superstar, but he's very young and athletic, and it's like. We haven't really had that type of wing in years that can actually have athleticism on the Sixers. It's weird. Thomas? Uh, I was just going to say, Matt Matt sounded like he uh, wants to dust off uh, Kyle Korver. (laughs) Kyle Korver is what, like 41 now? (laughs) All right, question. What are your guys' thoughts? Roko's back in town. do, Do we like it? I like it. I'm not going to lie. I am telling you guys, he is not the old. I'm a diehard NBA guy. He is not the old Robert Covington. He fell out of the rotation a bunch of times with the Clippers. He's kind of been on a bunch of teams since. And, I mean, we finesse the Timberwolves. I love Sarge and Covington, but we got Jimmy Butler for him. So. I don't know, because what what has he done? Nothing. He's, he's, He's so old. Yeah, that and like he's just been like a rotational guy, which we need. But at the same time, I I'm not an avid NBA go- uh, watcher, but um, I just was talking with my coworker today, and they were like, "Yeah, I'm not a big fan of this Roko coming back to Philly because what has he done mm-hmm. when he was when he was out of Philly?" So I agree, he hasn't really done much. So we'll see, uh, see what happens with it. But that's all I got to say. Yeah, I think the big part of the trade, though, wasn't necessarily the players we got back. It was just the, the Sixers watched three games this season, and they're like, holy shit, look, we have an actual coach, and Maxi is a legitimate all-star with Embiid. We have to surround them with pieces now, and it gives us cap flexibility, future stuff, and we got rid of the cancer, James Harden. Like, Imagine and how much of a disaster it would be. Ben Simmons 2.0, but this time Harden comes back, actually plays, takes all the chemistry away, takes all the touches away from Maxi just to get his trade value up. So it's just, it was just a huge headache. Nothing is ever normal with the Philadelphia 76ers. But thank God we actually might. Embiid, what Embiid needs is literally just stability, just the same teammates year in, year out. Like, just keep Maxi and blah, blah, blah around him. Tobias is – I can't believe we are in the fifth year of the Tobias contract, but thank God he's off the books this season. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Decker, I want to thank you for jumping on with us. we got to move on to our next segment. We'll get you back on here for some birds real soon. Oh, yeah. 
and uh, get some of those bets too. Tell everybody right. where they can find you on Instagram at as well. All right, uh, Decker.locks underscore. I post some memes on there. So, yeah, I'm, I'm a funny dude, and I, I'm trying to get the boys rich, but I'm cold right now. So, well, <laughs> yeah, well, I'm a, I do very good in the summer when with MLB when nothing else is on, but there's too much sports on right now, and I'm so busy with college and everything. So I need to dial in. Right. I'm gonna Dad. dial in and text you a link okay. to the app me and Matt are on. It's called Yeah, Star. dude, dude, I tried signing up. It wouldn't send me the code, but the Wi-Fi was shitty, so I'll try again. The draft. If you could help us out with that, that yes, would be of course, brother. And then I could promote it online. All right. Thank you for having me. Thank Peace you. Out. Have a good one. All right, cool. So he pretty much covered everything for the Sixers. So I think, I mean, unless anybody else has anything to say. We can go ahead and move on to our. I just wanted to talk. I wanted to say one thing about the Sixers, and he, he like kind of touched on it. Like, take away the draft picks. This trade was like the fantasy football trade when like you send like a medium running back and like a medium receiver for like a really good player because you think like sending two people will like get like that one guy in your league who doesn't know what he's doing like to trade. You know what I mean? Like the players, like they just sent us. It, like the Clippers just sent us four like washed players who will never see the court. KJ Martin will. KJ Martin will. He's twenty-two Morris and won't. he's put up some good numbers. Morris definitely will. Like Roko's not going to play. Like that man is old as hell. I don't know. I know. I know. Tommy. Tommy likes him. Tommy's sad. I do. I I only like Roko for for this one and one and only one reason. He connects us to the original part of the process. Yeah. Yeah. We need to get That's TJ back. We'll be good. Yeah. All right. That was it, dog. We can move on. All right. Thanks, okay. Josh. I've been waiting all week to talk about this one. Yeah. So I'm, I'm excited for this. As soon as I saw this story in the game, I shit my pants laughing because I knew in this generation, it was only a matter of time until a player responded to a DM during a game. It's happened. In the, like Jalen Rager, we've seen in the past, it's happened with players, but it hasn't happened during a game yet. Sunday primetime football, and honestly, I got to say, one of the last guys that I would think would do it on the team. Um, I guess I didn't know too much about Kenny G. Um, still don't know too much about him. Seems really out of character. But here's the funny thing. Take a look at these DMs. So it looks like the guy sends his story. You mentioned Kenny G19 in his story. So he's giving him some kind of a praise, I'm sure. Kenny G, let's go. Monday Night Football, fucking up Dallas, my guy. Whatever. Then, 206 Sunday, he goes, hold on to the football, you fucking bum. <laughs> Kenny G messages him back, like, right away. Like, right away. Like, little boy, don't text me. And then he basically <laughs> said, like, get the fuck off your phone and, like, play the game, which I think is one of the coldest replies ever as a fan because you're saying what we're all fucking thinking. Like, number one, don't respond. Don't stoop to this level. Number two, during a game? Come on, man. I mean, that that was a real red flag to me. So, I don't know. I mean, he's on the team now. It's past the trade deadline, but a real sign of immaturity, unfortunately. What were your guys' thoughts on this? Yeah, I – um. I think, you know, no player should ever be on their phone in the middle of a game, but I guess we don't really know what they're doing in that locker room. I think on New Heights podcast, they talked about, you know, they really don't do anything at halftime. Um, they just go to the bathroom and have a snack. So maybe he was just on his phone going through IG and saw that someone texted him. But um, 
Sirianni came out today saying that Gainwell will remain the number two running back and that they, the team has 100% trust in him. And, um, you know, what he did this past weekend was a mistake, you know, going on IG and talking to fans and telling little boy to not talk, talk to him. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, today, <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I, I think that, I don't know. I, I don't think we should read too much into it, but you know, I don't like it yeah. as a fan. Obviously, I don't think it's a big of a deal. I just, yeah, it's, you shouldn't be on your phone responding to fans. But like, it's not that big of a deal. It's not like he's fucking sending, you know. Yeah, I don't even know. Like, yeah, don't even what know Jack? Even. What, what Jack? What is he doing? today, Jackson? Anyway, you think Sirianni wrung him out? Yeah, for sure. No, I feel like I'm... no, no. Nick Sirianni seems like a dog. Like he seems like a chill guy. But I can, if you like, piss him off and do something like that, he will have your ass on a fucking like hook and like. Be and like, I think it's a one-on-one. Right, what? I bet. I bet you. I bet you. Sirianni was like, "Yo, don't do that again." But then, like, secretly was like. Yo, dog, like, I got a burner, too, and I'm checking that shit at halftime. Like, Sirianni definitely is checking that shit at halftime. Like, if there's a coach who is DMing the fans back being like, yo, I'm not running the ball more in the second half. Fuck you. It's Sirianni. I know what the fuck I'm doing. Yeah, no, it's dude, like that. that- it's like that one football league that they developed where the fans could vote on the plays. Uh, <laughs> can you imagine if we could just call Nick Sirianni and be like, yo, bro, we've been throwing the ball too much. We got we to gotta give it to Swift. I bet the, I I bet the fan that quick DM'd him was Nick Sirianni's burner. It's probably Nick Sirianni's burner who DM'd him at halftime. Just be like, yo, like I need some more out of you. Got to hope you off the old fashioned way. I, I have a question. For, I Legit question. I thought – like NFL players weren't supposed to be on their phones at all. Like once the game starts, I thought like it was like a league rule and like you can like face a fine for this. I thought it, like, I thought it was like a half hour before kickoff, like and then like a half hour after like kickoff or something. Like they can't like be on social media. That's what I thought. Yeah, well, whatever. I thought yeah. I also thought this was fake. Like I thought they came out and said like this was edited. Was this like is Photoshop. legit. Yeah, yeah, it's legit. Sirianni talked about it in his Damn. conference. Yeah. I I, I love I love this move. I want him on that. Like I need him seeing the haters at halftime. Anything to get the boys motivated. <laughs> and he had a good second half. He did, he did have a good second half. Kenny Gainwell, like I like I still Swift is good. Kenny Gainwell or Swift is better. Like I think Kenny Gainwell is still good as long as he's running inside the twenties. He should not get the ball inside the twenties. Inside that that man. He is not a red zone threat, and he is not the one we're pinned in our own zone. But like, oh, in open space, he's a good runner. Agreed. I just – all it says about is uh, the policy. No NFL players, coaches, and team staff prohibited from using, wearing, or possessing any electronic devices such as cell phone, whatever, uh, as soon as kickoff happens. That's what it says. So he shouldn't have been on his phone anyway. Yeah, the policy yeah, I, is – Teams to communicate information during games, blah 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 blah. So, I low-key think that goes for injured players too. Like, I think if you're like on, I think if you're on a roster, like you're not allowed like do anything on your phone like during the game. Moral story is: let's not read too in depth about this. It's not that big of a deal. Let's move on up. 
What Dalton? Um, we're gonna do the Cowboys real quick, just because I know Cowboys Chris, obviously, being the person that he is, probably wants to watch the World Series, and I don't blame the guy. If my team was in it, which unfortunately they're not. They're not. I mean, this team's not being no hit right now. Yeah, I totally get it. But hey, I mean, I do want to get into this week nine preview and then introduce our guest for those of you who haven't met him. A, uh, a Dallas Cowboys legend, definitely not a Philadelphia legend, but definitely a Dallas Cowboys one. Uh, with all that ugly America's team merch in the back, the beautiful man you see on your screen is my good friend, Dallas Cowboys. Chris, how you been, man? <laughs> Say, man, I, I don't understand why you think it's ugly. You know, you you live in America. Uh, and and uh, since we're America's team, and I, I heard ballpark Tommy slipping under the time we get no hit, but he didn't say that Arizona don't have a run either, you know. So, you know, hey, I heard you, Tommy. I hear everything. I'm an old man, so you I know, I will say this though <laughs> I don't hate your team, really. Like, I really don't care about the rain. Like, as a matter of fact, I kind of hope they win because I'm gonna be honest, the most annoying fans from the last two weeks. You have a World Series to focus on, and all they could focus on this week was still chirping Phillies fans, these Diamondbacks fans. So, as as far as I care, I'd rather see the Rangers win. Well, well, you know, it's it's traditional for Philly Philadelphia fans to turn on everybody. You know, just like you guys just turn on James Harden real quick. Uh, so I, I'm used to this. You know, hey man, I know that's a Philly thing that y'all do. You know, y'all y'all hate everybody. If you don't if you don't play for Philadelphia anymore. You know, that's how y'all feel. But, you know, hey, that's the East Coast thing. You know, we got loyalty. It's just like Cowboy fans, we still love Zeke Elliott. You know, he played for us. He's Zeke. You know, hey, like DeMarco Murray, he played for y'all. We still love him. Hey, it's DeMarco Murray. But, hey, if an Eagle or a Sixer or a Phillies fan, man, if they leave y'all. that's not true about the Phillies. (laughs) Welcome back, Chase Utley with open arms. Jimmy Rollins over the years, we welcomed back. Uh, Carlos Ruiz with standing ovations. All of them receives. Chase Utley hit a grand slam um, and two home runs in the scene in his first game back. And we gave him a standing ovation as he rounded the base. Tom, the Phillies are out of the World Series right now. Let's talk about this fucking fight we're going to have this fucking week with the Dallas Cowgirls. America's wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Now, now we're we doing the name calling thing. We're doing the name calling thing. We've already jumped off the bat. Right off the bat, you're doing the name calling thing. I, I like. Look, I just want you to know this. If you don't know, uh, the, the 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 America's team name was given to somebody that's actually lived and was born in Philadelphia. So don't hate us, brother. You hate your own Philadelphia person that gave us America's team. So you know, if we're gonna be cowgirls, apparently you don't like girls. So you know, hey, oh, <laughs> you brother. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you 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 brought the wrong one on. <laughs> no, I mean talking about this game, I think it's gonna be a good matchup. Um, like we talked about before, it's you know Jalen Hurts. This is he's injured, so I mean this is a game we need him to win. We have the break after uh, this game, uh, but I, I think you know Cowboys is coming off a hot streak. They what won. 43 to 20 against um, whoever they played last week. Um, so I think it's going to be a good game. Yeah, the Rams, uh, which I think is going to be a good game. I, I think this is going to be, you know, in the trenches. I don't think it's going to be a one-sided game at all. Um, as we guys know, we always split it one v like one and one. 
Um, and it's always a good game. Like we always see good things come out of it. So no, I'm let, let me let me correct you. You you don't always split. You split last year. Okay, that that's what happened. Come on, let's be factual, you know, because like I say, you keep you got the wrong one because I know my team. Okay, and they just because <laughs> you guys have Cowboy Week and you you look forward to us to come into town and pray to beat us. I understand, man. I understand the pain that y'all go through. I do. I understand it because you know, like I said, you know, underneath my name, Dallas Cowboy Chris, the big fella, the Eagles' daddy. That's what we are, and I understand why you get upset. And, and you you want you want to beat us so bad? I understand, bro. Hey, I, I'm in. I'm in. I got the Eagles in my prayers. He's been an upset fan since '96. What can I say? <laughs> what else you got to say? Thing I want to I want to say too with the Eagles Cowboys argument that I'm thinking of. It's like what what kind of sample size are we going to use? Last ten games. You guys got the advantage. Last 20 yeah, years, you got the advantage. Mm -hmm. If you go back to the 60s, you guys got the advantage. So it, it just looks to me of how do you want to slice up the pizza pie that day? What I'm concerned about is right now. Because this is like, and we can all agree on this, this is the first time that Dak and Jalen are like this caliber of their career and this healthy in their career. Like this is going to be, I think a matchup of the ages, knocking on wood, if everything goes all well, hopefully the birds come out on top, you know, anything can happen, but in all seriousness, I mean, both these guys are playing top tier football right now. So I think it's going to be a high scoring shootout game. I would expect AJ Brown to have another 125 yard performance as well as CD land. I mean, both your top tier wide receivers need to go off and just the tailgate, man, the tailgate in this city, when the, the Cowboys fans, they do travel decently. I will give y'all credit on that. You know why? Because y'all are everywhere, like roaches. You're all everywhere under everything. Y'all are just there. But hey, in you all will never die like roaches. Never die. And, um, when they show up, man, it's fun and it's a good chirp. But the NFL, I think, was a little bit smart for having this game at 425 on a Sunday and not eight o'clock at night. Cause I think if it was at eight o'clock tonight and Tom's giving me that look, like he knows what I'm about to say, there would be a lot more fist fights. So I actually got to give Goodell credit, I think on that. Well, I'm, ex I'm excited. I'm excited that both quarterbacks are, are playing, but yeah, you know, I, I, I do like to bring back uh, history. Cause I, I don't forget the big fella keep receipts. I, I remember uh, the summer before last season, Dalton was going around interviewing people. Is that is is Jalen Hurts the guy? Is he the guy? You guys were concerned if he was the guy. He had a great season last year, and now before the game even started, you guys mentioned, "Oh, he's hurt." So you've already tried to give me a shot across the bow, saying if we win, it's because Jalen Hurts was hurt. Uh, uh no, 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 no. We're not gonna do that. Because both guys are going to play. He's going to play, and we're going to see who is the boy. Because you guys like to throw up in our face how many interceptions Dak Prescott thrown. Who's leading uh, the East in interceptions? Anybody want to talk? Anybody want to say who it is? Anybody? Who's leading? Uh, Big, Big, Sean, Big, Big Sean, you, you can say it. Go ahead, Sean. Say it. Who's who's leading? But the difference is, is no, Sean, Jalen no, Hurts, no, 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 no. Jalen Hurts is focused on wins. Not interceptions. Dak is focused oh, on that oh interceptions, so not wins. Saying, 
so you saying last year Dak wasn't focused on wins? Is that what you're saying? I'm is that is very, that your answer yeah. to the question? Huh? Is that the answer? I mean, Jalen Hurts is leading the inter- uh, lead. I mean, NFC in interceptions. Yes, we know that. Uh, he's had a turnover issue, but he's still winning games. So that's all that really matters. I didn't say anything about him winning games or not. I asked you who was the who was who was leading the East in interceptions. That's what I asked you. It's Jalen Hurts. Thank there you. you go. Okay, so like I said, both 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 <laughs> quarterbacks are there. They're healthy, man. I'm excited about this game. I'm excited. I want you guys to get excited just like me. Everybody, get excited. Look, we're at, at, at 425 uh, Eastern shitting time, you know, we're going to see because you know, you know the Cowboys. You know they own y'all in Lincoln Financial. You know it. Y'all finally won one last year. They were, y'all were celebrating like it was the Super Bowl last year when y'all beat our backup quarterback. It was cool. It's cool, okay. So we beat your backup quarterback. So, so now we're gonna see. So now we're now gonna see saying, who it is. So if Jalen Hurts is injured and we lose to you, we're gonna blame it on Jalen Hurts being injured. You're just going back to last year when you had a backup quarterback. <laughs> you still had your whole starting line. No, I said I said y'all no, no, celebrated. No, 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 no. Chris, 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 Chris. Okay. You just said we beat you last year at Lincoln Financial against your backup quarterback. And we didn't say anything about Jalen Hurts. We said he's injured. It's going to be a game. We need him this he game. Did, never he say did anything. say, though, that it was the matchup of backups. I will give him credit on that, that we beat their backup, they beat our backup. So, I mean, it's finally now. I mean, I, look, if y'all beat us, I don't think you'll have any Eagles fans that will be blaming it on Jalen Hurts' leg. I mean, if he's out there playing, we're that confident in our quarterback that he should be able to play at a high enough level to be able to win that game if he's out there. And mentally, now, he have enough, I think, confidence in himself if he's out there. So, on a, on a, on a, on a, there are no excuses. On a serious note, my concerns against the Eagles is y'all running game that y'all decided to get away from and uh, and AJ, okay? He's just a monster. I mean, there's the, I mean, anybody that say he's not a monster, they, they've never watched football, never seen football, and, and don't even have a conversation with him, Okay. Mr. Brown is a absolute beast. When you guys got him, I said, damn it, we're going to have problems with this guy for the next five years, okay? So my whole thing, if you hold him to 99 yards, I'm really happy, <laughs> okay? But the 125 and three touches, I can't have on Sunday. That that can't happen, all right? So, but the, the, the key to beat the Cowboys, and, and I don't want y'all to tell nobody, the key to beat the Cowboys is to run the ball against them. Okay, if you can control the clock against the Cowboys, you can beat them. Okay, but if you don't, if you guys go three and outs and y'all throw a couple of interceptions and don't let the Cowboys get up on you, the Cowboys play best in the lead. If when they're in the lead, it's over for you because our pass rush is ridiculous. You guys know that. Okay, so hey, they moving like some Parsons around this year. They just not gonna let yeah. him play against uh, uh, the All World Lane Johnson, who I love. Okay, I love him. Okay, so I'm a big offensive lineman, so I love uh, I love greatness when I see it, and he is great. So you know, you just can't leave Michael Parsons out there on Lane Johnson. Okay, you can't do that. You got to move him around, man. So that's that's my concerns about the game: Eagles running game and AJ Brown. I agree. I know. I I I was literally about to say that. Like, I think we can run the ball against them but like my biggest concern is that pass rush and the Cowboys secondary even with uh Diggs being out for the year like 
they are shutting teams down in the air. Uh, the one quarterback has three pick sixes already Bland. in the season. Yeah, Bland, Bland. He's, that dude's a beast. So I, I agree. I think that in our past games, we stuck to the pass because it's been working. AJ's been going off, but like, I do think I think Swift's about to heat up this game, or he's going to need to. Swift's going to need to heat up, and our offensive line is going to need to heat up if we want to beat the Cowboys because that defense is legit. I'm not like Dak and CD are going to do what they're going to do, and it's going to be what it is. But like, we got to run the ball in offense. I got a question for you guys, and, and I mean serious question: Are you guys concerned about your secondary? Yes. I'm concerned at the lack of games they've played together. Not so much the guys are playing now. I think like our secondary is good now that we trade it and like guys are coming back healthy, but the lack of continuity there is definitely a concern. They've only played like six minutes together all season. That that's like the biggest issue, right? Mm-hmm. And uh just real quick for, for Tommy's uh um Oh, you know. I saw Corey Seeger let off the seven. <laughs> Breaking up I, I just, I, just in case the audience didn't know, you know, you was talking about that shutout. Rangers are uh, winning one nothing right now. Anyway, uh, so basically, <laughs> yes, the Rangers are winning yeah. one nothing now. Okay, you know, I, I just, I just like to bring back, you know, because like I said, I keep receipts. You know, Tommy, you can bring that up, and you knew that was gonna happen. Okay, all right. So. I didn't think it was one nothing. I saw he broke up the no header. <laughs> hey, no man. Hey, I love, I love coming on with three hundred two birds. I mean, because. You guys make me feel young again. I'm, I'm a 75 year old man. You know, I, I feel like I'm your grandfather. And then I see all the frat boys in here together. And I'm like, man, y'all invited <laughs> me to the toga party. You know, when when I was actually wearing togas, you know, that's that was the attire of the day when I was born. So, you know, I appreciate y'all letting me come on 302 Birds. <laughs> it's actually fun. Well, we can't be doing this once a year, man. You got to invite me more, you know, because I am y'all's daddy. <laughs> Hey, well, here's what I'll do. I'll uh, I'll tell you this. Regardless of the result next week, we keep our receipts, like you say. So I'll uh, I'll shoot you a text, and maybe we'll figure out a way to get you on here next week. And then you know, coming up, we got another game where we're gonna come to your house. So I got a little uh, proposal for you. We'll bring you back on the show that week, but you bring two of us. Um, and hey, you bring one of your guys on the show. Maybe that guy that's uh, always talking Piero Pinche. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> I don't know. Well, I did. I don't know if you guys are actually going to the game on Sundays, but uh, I I do I do have a podcast on Sunday mornings, uh, the Los Three Amigos show, uh, and we do a pregame. Okay, any of you guys are more than welcome. Uh, Dalton can give y'all my number. You can shoot me a text, man. I'll shoot y'all a link and y'all can come on, man. It's all love. You know, we don't play for either team. We're just cheering for the teams. Okay. So I, I love this, uh, this back and forth, man, this Eagle week and Cowboy week is nothing like it, you know, just because of the hatred y'all have for us and the love we have for y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for always coming on and joining us and, uh, blessing us with your time. Love Oh man. Best of luck to you guys on Sunday. Chris, Chris, I got one. I got one thing for you before you leave. I go. I go live on TikTok a lot. So if you want to join on after like Monday night, if you want to hop on and talk Dallas Cowboys and uh, Eagles, I'd love to have you. Most most definitely, man. I, I love to do that, man. Like I said, I, I just like to have fun. You know, go back. I don't take anything too seriously. You know, I, I'm not. I'm not that cowboy fan to always say we're going to the Super Bowl. That's not me. Uh, what 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 I am is, man. I'm gonna tell you how I feel and how I think about the game. 
and it's all in fun and love. That's why people are like, man, you going on the Eagle show? Why not? They're my friends. They're my, you know, they're my brothers. <laughs> hey, man, they they for brotherly love. But you know, I want to I'm gonna leave y'all with this one note. Okay. Happy birthday, Eagles. I remember you guys were 90. Y'all turned 90 this year. Congratulations on that one Super Bowl in 90 years. It's It's been tough on you guys. I love you guys. I do. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I love that guy. We'll bring him back soon. You guys have the 90 Super Bowl. So. Is he actually 75? He, he looks young. I want to look is, like he him. He does not look it. I mean, he looks like he's like probably like 55. I thought all this time. Yeah, okay. Text him after this and find out. If he's actually 54, he's 54. And I'm going to ask him for tips on what he's doing because, damn, he looks good. Um, he does. Yeah. Not, not in Cowboys color, so fuck that shit. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. He's 54, um, Dalt. Huh? 54. Oh, is that how old he is? Yeah, he just sent it in the chat. Oh, well, there you uh, go. I was one year away. I was dead on. There you go. Uh, still looks good. My dad's 54, 55, same age. So, hey, you know what he did say that I loved? He admitted how talented, how generational of a wide receiver we have right now. And it's almost every six months. Uh, I do my semi-annual check-in uh, with Jack and Josh, and I just remind them, that when A.J. Brown first came to this team, I said that he would be really good. I said that he would, you know, shatter T.O.'s records. I said that he would be on par. I mean, last year I thought, you know, you're right, Dalton. You really, you know, outdid yourself here because you got lucky, man. I mean, with a random take, it took off. This year, though, I'm riding this pony as long as I can. 939 yards already for this guy in eight games played. Five touchdowns. He's on pace for 1,995 yards compared to Terrell Owens in 2000. His best season actually giving him the benefit of the doubt. Played with San Francisco 14 games, 1,451 yards, and 13 tutties that year. Now here is the last piece. Robert Griffin III. He's all on this hype train for A.J. Brown, and I love it. It's either A.J. Brown or it's Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill, 61 receptions. A.J. Brown, 60. Like neck and neck, except for yardage and touchdowns, really, the two most important stats. So eight games played, same amount. I mean, Tyreek Hill has 1,014 yards already, eight touchdowns this year, on pace for 2,100 and 54 yards. Now, Tua turned the ball over, throwing on the ball. That's obviously not going to fucking happen. Maybe I'm wrong. Knock on wood. I hope I'm wrong. I love Tua. But, I mean, same with AJ. I don't know if he'll hit that, you know, threshold. Hopefully, Ben. I mean, he shattered these Megatron records. But, God dang. I mean, just looking at these stats. I mean, Jack. Yeah. Can you yeah, say no. it now? Can you tell me I was right, buddy? No, I'm not going to tell you that. <laughs> I don't let you know that you're right. Um, yeah. But it's just, just kind of funny. It he is a – love the jersey, H.J. Brown, you know, got to represent. Um, he is a generational talent. I think last I like heard, he has more yards as a single player than the whole, you know, Tennessee Titans receiving core as of right now. I could be wrong, but this man's a – No, you're right. Have. No, Yeah, that's, yeah. that's correct. That's crazy to think that one player has more receptions, more reception yards than what four players, which is insane. Um, 
but you know, he's generation talent. I mean, he's a dog and you know, cool. He broke a record. Keep on, keep it on. Maybe it took him to bitch on the sideline to Jalen Hurts throw me the ball. Um, but no, he's playing really good football and I'm excited to see how he can uh, demolish the Cowboys this weekend. Dog now a minute. I was wrong. But, but, Thank you. But, I mean, like, I also thought girls had cooties, so like one of them let me touch her. So like, it is what it is. Like, you know, sometimes sometimes you're wrong. Sometimes oh, was that sometimes last you're wrong. year? Was that last year? Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> um, and I will say, like, I don't care about individual stats, but I I I think AJ Brown's like the most important Eagles player right now. I don't think that's crazy to say. Um, I don't know. I think it is. I think it's Jalen Hurts is the most important player. I really don't think it. Like, I love Jalen Hurts, and I think at some point in the season it'll be back to being Jalen Hurts. But, like, right now, like, at least the past few games, I think it's been A.J. Brown. Okay, but if you put a different quarterback, he would not be doing that to A.J. Brown. You sure? Ryan fucking Tannehill did, dude. Holy shit. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know. Adrian I'm Brown's with like, Josh on this. I think it's the AJ effect more than the Jalen effect. And I love Jalen, but like, look at what AJ did with Tannehill, and then look at what Hurts did with when Smitty came into the picture. We all agree. I mean, it was a night and day difference. Um, yeah, no, I'm not saying like AJ Brown's like a, like more important than like Jalen Hurts is like all the time. I'm just saying like right now, I think like AJ Brown is like the most important Eagles player right now. So hopefully he keeps it up, but. Yeah, he's he's a freak athlete, and I was wrong. I did not like AJ Brown when he was on the Titans. I thought like they kind of spoon fed him um, receptions the way that offense was called, but I was wrong. AJ Brown just he's he's a freak of nature. So I'm happy. I'm happy he's an Eagle. I personally believe that AJ Brown is better than Tyreek Hill. Um, I know stats say different, but I think all around skill and talent, A.J. Brown has Tyreek Hill beat. Tyreek Hill is just fast, and he's the fastest player in the NFL, and that's why he's always open is because he can use his speed. But if you throw a 50-50 ball to Tyreek Hill, kind of like that ball that A.J. Brown um, you know, caught his first touchdown against the Commanders, Tyreek Hill's not making that catch one in 100 times. Um all of Tyreek Hill's catches are when he's completely wide open. And that's because he's three times as fast as the defensive backs that are, that are guarding him. So it's like, I think when you're looking at who is the better wide receiver, you have to look at skill, not necessarily stats in this point. Um, and as for Terrell Owens, I think that AJ Brown after this season will be labeled as the best Eagles wide receiver of all time. Um, It's consistent. I mean, two years in a row, he's putting up, you know, incredible stats. And he still has, what, two more years on his contract. And I don't see any sign of regression. I'm knocking on wood as I'm talking. But um, he's just getting better and better. And I think the more that chemistry of Jalen Hurts and A.J. Brown kind of grow, I think his stats are going to continue to grow as well. I think he's just – he's he's going to be the best wide receiver ever in Eagles history, and we're watching him in his prime, and I think that's pretty awesome. Nailed it. You're muted, Dalt. Sorry. Um, yeah, I agree. I think for what he's doing right now, you're right. I mean, it's generational. And like you said, I mean – it's said in a positive complimented way. You know, we don't see any signs of regression. I mean, just he has that continuous 
improvement mindset, that continuous improvement attitude. And I mean, when you look at the guy, the way he's built, it's insane. And I think adding Julio Jones into the mix, like that is just such a good move because it's mentally good for AJ Brown. You're playing with your best friend. You know, there's no better move than that. You're playing with Jalen Hurts, your best friend, and then you're playing with your mentor, Julio Jones. I mean, you're playing with your other buddy, Smitty. You know, he, this is AJ's team in a way. I mean, I don't mean that like it's not Jalen's team, but I mean, like he's, these are his buddies. You know what I mean? Like he feels at home. And I think because of that, you're going to just see a whole new level. Um, By week come at the perfect time, because I'm sure, even though he's not saying it, I'm sure he's feeling it a little bit. I mean, when you put up the numbers like that, man, I mean, your body's going to feel it. Yeah. Um, and only to add on to that, um, AJ Brown, he's just, he's, he should be in the MVP conversation. He should be. Um, he's having a monster season. Uh, like, I mean, I can't really explain because, uh, Matt really nailed it. Um, but my, uh, intentions going into this game is that they know that he's on a tear, so they're going to try to double-team him, but that only opens up more spots for Dallas Goddard, Devonta Smith, Julio Jones, and so on. So, like, you can't choose one to guard. you got to guard everybody. Agreed. Which brings yeah. us to our next segment, the freaking commanders and A.J. Brown. Devontae Smith, Julio Jones, and DeAndre Swift all getting touchdowns. Guys, I think this offense, man, I think they're back. Um, Johnson's having a great time calling these plays. I mean, two weeks back-to-back where we're scoring 30-plus points. Um, you know, we kind of moved away from the run game a little bit, but in Sirianni's press conference today, he was kind of saying that, you know, they're looking at what the defense is giving them, and they think that they have a better chance throwing the ball than running. Um, I don't think that's going to be productive going on out, but I think what they did on, on Sunday was perfect. And, um, you know, they got up, uh, they were trailing most of that game. You're not going to be running the ball when you're down 14 points or whatever. So throwing the ball to get back into it. And then it was just kind of a shootout. But when we did take that lead, we were relying on the run a little bit more. Um, I think we just need to give ourselves better positioning at the beginning of games. Um, and I think we will rely on that run. Um, but other than that, I mean, the defense is a little shaky, guys. I don't know how I'm feeling that much about the defense. I mean, at the beginning of the season, we were we were ecstatic about how good our defense was. But we're not getting to the quarterback like we were expecting to be getting to the quarterback, which is unfortunately not good for our defensive backs. Um, we're giving the quarterback too much time in the pocket, and it's clearly showing um, – you know, kind of our weaknesses in the defensive backfield. And, you know, we think that we have the best defensive backs, but I think James Bradbury is like kind of washed. Not going to lie. He's, he looks slow. He's not, he's not staying on his wide receivers. Yeah. He got burnt. Blankenship got exposed. He let up three touchdowns. I mean, like it's, we definitely need to get to the quarterback. That is, that is when our defense is good is when we're getting to the quarterbacks. So, I mean, I don't know. What do you guys think? Do you guys think now the defense is more kind of more worrisome than the offense is? This yes. is where I'm at, Matt. For the to answer your question bluntly, I don't think that the defense doesn't concern me as much be, because one, I think Sean Desai is 
is a defensive genius. I think he's phenomenal, especially when you compare him to – we had Jonathan Effingannon, who I don't think he can tell his left hand from his right hand um, some days. Um, he – he 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 knows how to work that defense. Grant, they have a lot of injuries right now. Uh, I think they also are coming. I th- I don't think they're that big of a concern, and especially when you consider they played Washington, who I don't know what it is, but Sam Howell always seems to come alive against the Eagles, or just really the Commanders in general just seem to come alive against us. Yes. but. It is what it is. The defense doesn't really concern me. What concerns me is we still don't have a red zone defense and or a red zone offense, I should say. Fumbling twice in the red zone, that's what still concerns me. Hey, outside of the 20, they are phenomenal. They are phenomenal outside of the 20. And they should have scored 50 somewhat points. And this shouldn't like I shouldn't have been having a heart attack still for most of this game. But I don't know. That's that was just- the best part about watching football games with Ballpark Tommy in college when he would have his fucking annies, his aneurysms. Sorry. Go ahead, Jack. Yeah, we uh, we found an Achilles heel to the tush push, and it is ourself. Um, the only way to stop the, the uh, Philly shove is ourself. Um, that was a costly fumble, turned over. Um, but then I was talking to Josh, not last week, but the week before that against the Dolphins. Um and what I said was, we need to have a, you know, a different. We need to have the same setup as the Philly, the brotherly shove, but like do something off of it. And we saw DeAndre Swift. We lined up in the brotherly shove, and then we went outside and scored a touchdown. He shouldn't have scored a touchdown, but um, what this tells me is the Eagles are such a good team that if one side of the the team, uh, you know, the whole team is not playing well. The other side plays well. Uh, we've seen the defense plays really well. Offense is shaky. We need to kind of mesh those together to play good football. Um, but I'm not too worried about our secondary. And it's like, okay, you're worried about our secondary, but at the same time, we haven't had as much of a uh, as uh, a QB rush as we did last season. We've been getting stopped, stood up by the offensive linemen, um, and we need to stop that. We have Hassan Riddick who is a dog. We have Sweat, who is a dog. We have Jalen Carter and Jordan Davis, who's, who are dogs. And we need to really lock in and get that pressure. Yeah, I mean, um, <clears throat> right, go ahead, dog. Sorry, I just want to make sure we cover this real quick before I forget, but you know what time it's for, Jack. Time for everybody's favorite part of the show, 302 Trivia, with your host, Jack Dalton, the mayor of Delaware. Thank you to TickPick for that sponsorship. Tonight's question we got for you tonight is, how many of the 53 players from the 2018 Super Bowl are still on the Eagles roster today? Again, how many of the Eagles... 53 players on the current roster are from the 2018 Super Bowl. A, 5, B, 15, C, 7, D, 25. And pull that back up, Dalton. Look at the leaderboard. As it currently stands, the fans are at four. Uh, 
whatchamacallit, is at um, Matt's at six, Tommy's at seven, Dalt's at four, Josh is at three, Ash is at uh, six, and Sean's at four. That is the leaderboard leaderboard going on for right now. Um, but we'll have the answer at the end of the show. Hey, Tommy, you can go fuck yourself. You're just jealous. Nah, dude, you're gonna you're gonna get this one wrong. I already see it in your face. You're on Google right now. I literally see it in your eyeballs. I'm on Facebook Marketplace. <laughs> he was ready. He had the phone ready too. We'll switch up. Now here to give you the answer before you before you do that. Uh, guys it's dallas week holy fucking shit boys it is dallas fucking week oh you gotta wear that dallas suck shirt jeopardy oh i got it the batman one i always that is the show that's not jeopardy that's a fucking wheel of fortune and this is the cowboy super bowl because i haven't been to super bowl since the 90s um so this is always a fucking great game I am hype. I hate seeing all these Dallas Cowboys fans come to Lincoln Financial Field wearing their Dallas Cowboys jerseys when they're probably from Philly. They're not from Texas at all. You know, they should have a Southern twang if they're from Dallas and they're wearing Dallas Cowboys, but they never do. Um, I hate the Cowboys so fucking much that this game just makes me want to play football, makes something inside of me burn. I hate my cousin. No, let me rephrase that. I love my cousins, but <laughs> are you from West Virginia? This week he hates them though. I, I love my cousins, but they live in Dallas and they are always texting our group chats about, oh, look at that play. Oh, look at that play. Shut the fuck up. This is Dallas Birds. Let's fucking go. Eagles are gonna fucking sweep the floor. And I can't wait to hear the crying Dallas fans on social media on the NFC tra- NFC East trash talk. Bitch about, oh, well, this is what happened. This is what happened. Come on now. You know, Jalen Hurts is a little injured. He had a great game last week with 319 yards, four TDs. And, I mean, this game, I feel like I feel like when we play the Cowboys, Jalen Hurts just plays differently. Um, we see, a, granted, as Chris said, we play their backup when they were in, in, uh, in Philly last year. But Jalen Hurts played phenomenal. Um, and I think this, you know – it, it it makes me happy because Nick Sirianni hates the Dallas Cowboys as much as the whole fan base does. Um, and that's just something you need to have a good team and make that team match. But that's all I got to say. How Fuck many that. words do you think him and Mike McCarthy have said to each other? Like 10? Probably. 10 or 15? Hey, good game, good game. Fuck you, fuck you. Fuck. Yeah. All right, next Most week. Up. All right, good game, good game. Yeah, fuck yourself, fuck yourself. All right, all right we're up to fucking nine and a half now. Okay, cool. Sorry. That's all I got to say. Um, yeah, I just want to say real quick, I know that we're uh, getting tight on time here, but I did want to just make sure we covered this as the last topic. But this performance by him, I think, was his best performance of the year that we've seen. We've been waiting on this for a long time. Um, and for this to back up the Dolphins game, um, very, very, very convincing. Um, go out, win this Dallas game get a convincing win and going into the bye week, you're going to be in a very, very good, good position. Um, that's all I have to say about it. Does anybody else have anything to say? Pocket passer Jalen Hurts, man, is he's something else. And 
I do think that we're going to see more and more of pocket passer Jalen Hurts. Um, you know, last year he got injured running. And I think this year, I mean, we've clearly seen it. They're, they're not calling run plays as much. We want to keep Jalen Hurts as healthy as possible. And last game he proved, I mean, that he is a, if he has time in the pocket, he's accurate and he can, he can make the throws. Um, I think it was the third time in Eagles history that he threw for 300 plus yards, four plus touchdowns and um, had a 75% completion rating or higher. Um, it's crazy. I mean, he's, he's literally our franchise and, you know, I just hope that he stays healthy enough to be able to continue to put up these numbers. Yeah. Dallas week, baby. Big time mood. I'm uh. Right there with you. Jackson, you ready? Time for everybody's favorite part of the show, 302 Trivia, with your host, Jack Dorton, the mayor of Delaware. I, was I, have, to, I, I have to say my answer right when you're about to start reading because I'm on TikTok. Okay, so the question we have tonight is how many of many of the, the – wow, I can't talk right now. How many of the 53 players from the 2018 Super Bowl are still on the Eagles roster today? A5, B15, C7, D25. Do I do I say it now? Yeah. I'm going to say C7. Okay. Matt says C7. Sean said C7. Tommy, why are you smiling? Tommy says C7. Dalton says A. <laughs> the correct answer, and Sean said five. The, the, fan, said, the fan said five, too. The correct answer for tonight's trivia is – give me that drum roll, please. It is C7. Let's go. Yeah, Matt. Let's go. I'm back. I'm it back. Seven. Give me I did. You got I'm trying. I'm trying. You Thank you. Kelsey, Graham, Cox. Jake Elliott. Elliott, yep. And then um, – Darius Slay? No. no. Da- okay. Oh, no, because that was... Um... Oh, it has to be some special team fuckers. It's probably like uh, Lovato, Rick Lovato. Yeah. Yes. Um, and then uh, the... Not the punter. Wait, wasn't John Dorenboss the... No, John well, Dorenboss was traded that season. That's when he had his heart surgery on the Saints. Remember his he had he had his heart stopped in practice, so he never won that Super Bowl. Well, he got a ring. He still got a ring. ring. Yeah, and um, he ha- is a magician now. Um, yeah, he's a great magician too. Yeah, he was on America's Got Talent. Um, who's the last it. one? I re- I just remember the number because they were talking about it at the beginning of the season. The oh god, who's the last guy? Do you know Jack? Since you found the question. What? It's Sorry, gotta man. be an older guy too. I was saying, do you know since you since you no. found the question? No, but I have the answer. I don't know what it is. <laughs> All right, we'll figure that last one out. Um, and get back to you guys. Oh, Mahomes is saying Derek Barnett. Yeah, yes, oh, that's yeah. it. Yep, because he's the one who literally picked up the football. How could we forget? So there you go. Yeah, seven people. Holy shit! Wow. I think it's because I don't even think of Barnett being on the Eagles today because he's really very irrelevant. I completely yeah. forgot he was there, which is like kind of not good too because he was a first round pick. 
you know, yeah. and we expected so much of him. All he's but done he was great in his play. rookie season, and that's all that mattered. True. Yeah. True. Then he just got late hits on all the quarterbacks. <laughs> yeah. And offsides and holding and all this bullshit. All right. <laughs> yeah. that, dude. So do we have an updated score now? Did we do that yet? So so yes, that is so Matt said seven, so that's he has seven now. Tommy said seven. He has eight now. Fuck you. Dalton got it wrong. Josh didn't give me an answer. Ashton answered, and then Sean said five. Um, and he got it wrong. So and the fans are wrong too, right? Tommy the fans Boy five, yeah. is in the lead by one over Hoss Balls. He's gonna get it wrong next. Can week. you guys like look at each other and like give us like a little UFC matchup and like your picture boxes? Other way, it fucks with your head. Think about the opposite shirts off, way. Tommy. When we do it, we gotta have shirts off. It's gonna be a you. <laughs> <laughs> gonna get oiled up <laughs> nice and shiny for all the right <laughs> don't get too crazy now with the oil oh gee Dallas, baby if you got any oil out there we'll pick it up for hazardous waste so give me a call <laughs> the only oil i deal with nowadays is some good olive oil that's the only hey, said like what a true italian huh what about motor oil coffee like the black coffee that you drink How's that mineral oil? I only drink Wawa coffee, Jordan. Woodside Creamery motor oil ice cream, guys? Terrible. Well, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that's everything we got for you guys. So I want to thank you guys for jumping on. If any of you guys will be at the tailgate this week, stop by G2. We have a celebrity guest star who's going to be tailgating with us this week. Matthew is going to be in town hanging out with us for a little bit. So make sure you're at G2. He's going to stop by, do some interviews, hang out, have a couple beers. It's going to be a great time. And if you guys didn't know, Matt's birthday is actually this Sunday. So I want to give an early happy birthday to our guy. Thank you for all that you do for us, man. It is greatly, greatly appreciated. You're still a bitch. Relax. <laughs> and no, I appreciate it. Dalton's birthday's Monday as well. So we got Yeah, Matt we're 25, Jack, this year. We're old as fuck. Matt, I've been 25 year, for months. It sucks. Yeah, Tom's going to be 30 this year. He's fucked. <laughs> yeah. Matt, you're about to be 25, right? No, I'm about to be 24. I'm uh, young. Yeah. Yeah, he um, still got that last year. Yeah, even he, though I look like even though I look like I'm 10 years older than you, Jack. Oh. Um, <laughs> you don't. You don't. You still look Me? I, I don't even want I'm not even in this conversation. I'm four years younger. You're good. You got plenty of time. (laughs) He's a spring chicken. Anyway, (laughs) guys, this is Dallas Week. Fuck Dallas Cowboys. I love Chris coming on the show. I just, the disrespect that the Dallas Cowboy fans give to the Philadelphia Eagles, we give back to them. But fuck Dallas. Let's go, Birds. And without further ado, hey, Josh, it's an outro, not an intro. Hit that motherfucking outro. Fuck you, Dallas. You can fuck my dick. That is still a fucking bitch. The star dies today. <laughs>